Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Raiders first round pick Tyree Wilson, he made his training camp debut, and Devontae Adams, he came back to practice on day one of Raiders joint practice with the Rams. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for August 17th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we thank you. It doesn't matter if you give us three minutes or 33 minutes. We definitely appreciate any time each and every day that you give us. And of course, it wouldn't be up on YouTube at all if it wasn't for my guy Ari. He does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube. We're looking good. We're sounding good. We're doing what we're supposed to do. And Ari takes a lot of pride in making sure that we're looking good as a matter of fact on youtube so you can check him out on twitter as well at re produces me on twitter at your boy q254 and the lockdown raider podcast voicemail line is 707-654-4693 ever since sunday's game versus the 49ers been getting a lot of calls and texts straight off that lockdown raider podcast voicemail line so we'll get as many in as possible coming up in segment number three of today's show segment number two we'll talk about day one of joint practices with the rams and the fact that it wasn't a really good practice for the Raiders. It was one of the few in the last few days, really the last handful of days, almost a week, that haven't really been a very good practice offensively or defensively, just a little bit lackluster, but there were still positives to take away. Well, what was that? We'll talk about it in segment number two here. Segment number one, news and notes of the day. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Of course, the biggest news and notes of the day was the note that I saw from Vinny Bonsignor when he put it out early on Wednesday, talking about Tyree Wilson, the Raiders' first-round draft pick, has been taken off the pup list, and it's cleared to practice. Vinny tweeted that out well before Adam Schefter, tweeted it out well before Ian Rappaport. Now, he wasn't taken off the pup list. He was taken off the NFI list, which is the non-football injury list, which is a little bit different. The pup list is an injury that happened while the player was in the NFL and the NFI list is while they're not in the NFL uh, when it has something to do outside of NFL action. And, of course, Tyree Wilson's injury happened while he was at Texas Tech. He had that surgery on his foot. So it was the NFI list. No matter what the list was, doesn't really matter. Tyree Wilson, there was an appearance on Wednesday in L.A., at day one of joint practices versus the Rams, you saw number nine out there. That's big Tyree Wilson. Now, he didn't do any team drills but he went through individual drills. And so that's just a step, but that's a positive step, right? There was a lot of people and we've been talking about them on the podcast uh, as of late that, you know, are wondering should the Raiders gone in a direction and gone and got Jalen Carter or went and got someone else because, well, Tyree Wilson is not available. Well, what happened on Wednesday is the step one in him becoming available. Him getting out there on the grass, doing a little bit of football activities, lets you know that he'll be ready sooner rather than later. Does that mean that he's going to start the regular season? No, but Clearly, the Raiders have a plan. They're going to bring them along at their pace, not my pace, not your pace. They're going to go uh, by the pace of what they believe is right for him, what the doctors and trainers have set up, and they're going to stick to that. And so, well, stage one and step one was what we saw on Wednesday with Tyree Wilson out there at practice. Will he get a little bit more ramped up today? We'll see. But just I think it's a really positive step and really excited about that young man, Tyree Wilson, what he could bring to the table. I'm just glad he was out there on the grass. So that was the biggest news and notes. And then also the fact that Devontae Adams, and I talked about it on Wednesday's show, I didn't think that there was any chance that the Raiders were going to put Devontae Adams back out there on the field. And there he was 
on Wednesday. And it's funny, I talked to Vinny Bonsignor on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Radio Nation Radio 920, later on in the afternoon on Wednesday. And he said, look, Devontae's not 100%, but he knows that there's a young dude sitting behind him saying, okay, if Devontae, who we all know made the team, we all know he doesn't have to be out here uh, to you know fight for a roster spot. If he can come out here a couple days after getting banged up in practice, even though he's not 100%, then why shouldn't I, right? So he's setting the standard, something that Max Crosby's talked about quite a bit, the standard, the standard, the standard. So uh, Devontae is being a hell of a leader. Uh, that was what Vinny pointed out, and I think that that's a great nugget, right? If this guy can go out there a couple days after, well, everyone getting scared, not knowing what was going on with Devontae Adams, he goes out there and participates, then you better have a really good reason on why you're not out there participating. Also, head coach Josh McDaniels, he talked to the media before joint practices. He'll talk again this morning before joint practices. I believe around 9.30 in the morning Pacific time, he should be talking to the media uh, about what he saw in day one of practices and what he's expecting in day two. But first and foremost, here's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about Tyree Wilson being activated and then a follow-up on Tyree by Tashawn Reed from The Athletic. Here it is, Josh McDaniels talking about Tyree Wilson. He's progressing the way we thought he would. And so, um, you know, now it's time to kind of take the next step here and get him on the field, get him in his pads, you know, start working towards the ability to be in team drills and all the rest of that stuff. So, um, you know, it'll be, we'll try to take it at the right pace here as we go. Players usually coming off an injury like that, what's what's typically the, the biggest adjustment they have to make just in terms of ramping up on the field? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't had his pads on and, you know, contact and, you know, felt a 320-pound guy leaning on you and all the rest of that stuff. And um, so it's just, you know, he's gone through all the other phases so far, and now it's time to, you know, begin the contact phase and, um, you know, start to do the things that a defensive you know, player, edge player uh, will will do. So um, we're going to take the same approach we've been taking, which is, you know, uh, make sure that we keep checking off the box and then we'll go to the next one. So uh, today hopefully will be another another step here in the right direction. So there you go. As I said earlier, you know, they're going to go at their own pace, uh, but based off of everything that they've been working on, uh, they felt like it was ready to, it was time for him to take that next step. And that kind of uh, goes side by side and goes in line with what head coach Josh McDaniel said last week, right? Before, I believe, the practices with the 49ers, he said, uh, you should see Tyree Wilson as long as everything goes correctly. You should see him out there, you know, in the next week or so. Well, Sure enough, it was basically about a week, and then all of a sudden you see Tyree Wilson out there. Again, very excited. I don't know what to expect from him this year. I don't expect him to go and get, like, double-digit sacks. I'm thinking around four or five should be good because I think he's going to be part of a rotation. I don't think he's going to be a guy in there that's going to get a ton of snaps. I don't think that they're going to throw the whole kitchen sink at him at one time, but he is the future. He is, you know, Chandler Jones well after Chandler Jones is gone. At least that's the plan. So they want to make sure that he's healthy, he's ready to go, but he's also getting some, you know, he's getting some runs out there. He's getting some, uh, you know, some experience under his belt. So he could be that guy and be that complimentary uh, bookend across from Max Crosby. So, again, just exciting to see Tyree Wilson taking that next step. Here's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about joint practices. And, you know, because it's something that he did last year with the Patriots in his first year with the Silver and Black. He did it last week with the 49ers, this week with the Rams. I think it's big. I think it's bigger than the preseason games. And I know every team doesn't do it. So here's Josh McDaniels talking about those joint practices and if it's something that he wants to continue to do. Every year is different. Um, you know, kind of it has to fit relative to uh, who your who your preseason opponents are. Do they want to do it? You know, do, does the venue 
uh, you know, accommodate, you know, such activity. Uh, ours obviously does in Vegas. This has been a good setup here for us uh, in LA. So um, I think each year is different. We'll look at it, you know, as we go. But um, I think this is a great opportunity for us to you know, challenge your football team along with hitting a lot of the things I just mentioned with Hondo, you know, just, you know, get, get a lot of things done in a short period of time here. And uh, with some of the restrictions you have now, time-wise, uh, this is, you know, this is as productive as we can be. So again, I just think it makes all the sense of the world. These teams get so much out of these joint practices, way more than they get from the preseason game. And, you know, one of the things I was looking for in these joint practices was Aiden O'Connell to get a little bit uh, more reps in practice uh, as opposed to what he did against the Rams. Hardly, or against the 49ers, I should say, hardly got any. And he went out there and you saw how much he played on Sunday against the 49ers, and he did a really good job. So I was hoping that... Aiden O'Connell was going to get uh, a lot more reps against the Rams in joint practices. I want to see him in the game too, but I think that he should really get some of those reps during the joint practices when he's going up against the ones and he's playing with some of the ones. But according to Vinny Bonsignor, uh, he got just about as many reps as he did against the 49ers in day one of joint practice. So probably don't expect to see him a whole lot today either. Uh, I, I would be glad if that changed, but it sounds like you should expect basically the same workload and see Aiden O'Connell probably about three quarters again coming up on Saturday against the Rams, but he's just not getting that, that extra work, that extra attention when it comes to the joint practices. And that's really for me and Aiden O'Connell, that's, that's the next step, you know, seeing how much he can get out of these joint practices, especially when he's running with the ones and going up against the ones. The final soundbite I have for you from head coach Josh McDaniels. Final little nugget I have for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day is about the fact that the team really isn't fighting, right? They didn't have any fights. You know, they had a little bit of pushing and shoving against the 49ers, but nothing major. You look around the league, you see Washington and Baltimore going at it. You see the Cowboys going at it with themselves. I mean, a lot of teams are out there fighting, and I mentioned what I didn't want to see against the Rams was fighting either, because I just didn't think it makes any sense. Uh, they're out there to go, go and put the work in. Now, I know Max Crosby and Cam Akers got into it a little something-something. We'll actually talk about that coming up in segment number two, but here's head coach Josh McDaniels. This was prior to practice, talking about the t- team not getting into joint practice fights uh, and what he thinks about it like other teams are getting into him. Here he is, head coach Josh McDaniels. I mean, that's not what we're here to do. Um, So, you know, we know it hurts the team when you do it in the game. Uh, You know, losing players in the middle of a game because, you know, we're going to get involved in extracurricular activity after plays and all the rest of it doesn't help our football team win. Um, You know, and last week we, you know, both teams did a good job of understanding the what we wanted to try to get out of it. Uh, Sean and I are on the same page on this, you know, in terms of what we're trying to get done here. Uh, none of it involves fighting, you know, so, um, you know, to me, it's a waste of time, you know, to come out here and that's not toughness. That's not, you know, that's not football. So um, we're here to work. We're here to try to improve our football team. I think that's what they're here to do. Um, and hopefully we do it the right way. I, you know, I was proud of the way our team competed last week and did the right things, and I expect the same thing today. So there's Coach McDaniels right there talking about the joint practices and what the Raiders are there to do. Work, not fight. That's the way to get it done. You don't want to be out there fighting. You see teams all across the league that are fighting. They're getting no work, right? The Raiders and Rams, they fought a couple years ago. They got on the bus and they bounced. They're getting no work. you got to get the work in. They didn't fight last week against the 49ers. They didn't fight last year against the Patriots. They're not fighting this year against the Rams. That's great. Now they had a little bit of a dust-up. Crosby and Cam Akers, they got into it a little bit, but uh, that was really a whole lot of nothing. Matter of fact, we'll talk about it coming up in segment number two and how I got some positives out of a practice that was pretty lackluster 
for the silver and black. We'll get right to that in segment number two after I tell you about Nutrafol. And men think losing their hair is inevitable, right? Well, you can you could take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Did you know 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Don't forget, it's the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering all listeners of the Lockdown Raiders podcast $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. It's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. Enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men. Promo code Locked On NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into the conversation about Wednesday's practice and the fact that it wasn't that good. What we've seen over the last week, week and a half from the silver and black offensively and defensively has been pretty good, right? The defense has been flying around, making plays. The offense looks like they're getting on the same page. Something just wasn't clicking. And look, all full disclosure, I'm not there at practice. I'm not in Southern California, but we have eyes and ears on the ground. Vinny Bonsignor is my guy. He's there. He's checking in with me each and every day. I was going to make the trip to L.A., but it just didn't really work out and didn't really make a whole lot of sense for everything that I have going on here locally in Las Vegas. So I stayed behind, so I'm not there with my own eyes on practice. But from everything I'm hearing, everything I'm reading, and uh, like I said, I trust Vinny very well uh, with what he's seen. Practice wasn't that great on Wednesday. It was really slow. It started out really slow. It ramped up towards the, the back end of, of practice, and a lot of that had to do with Max Crosby. Max Crosby was a guy that realized that his team was not going out there and living up to his standard, the standard that they've set as a team for this upcoming year, and he did something about it, right? And the one thing about it, it's so funny, he got into a little bit of a dust-up with Cam Akers, and I mentioned that in segment number one, where Cam was running with the ball, the play was pretty much whistled dead, and Max is still pursuing him and tries to knock the ball out and tries to knock the ball out multiple times. And look, that's what they do in practice every single day. No matter if the play is called dead or not, there's always three or four guys punching at the ball afterwards trying to knock it out. That's just something that they're trying to do. They're getting in the habit of doing that. For Max, he was not only trying to do that because they're in the habit of doing that, but he was also trying to fire up his team. He did that, tried to punch the ball out. It was a little bit late. Cam Akers didn't like it and basically rammed his helmet into Crosby's chest. So Crosby fired back. Fired back at him, and, you know, I guess the two guys had a few swings at each other. Cam Akers gets thrown out of practice by Sean McVay of the Rams, and Max Crosby goes to the sideline. But after that, it gave a little bit of a spark for the Raiders to at least finish off the practice really strong. So I love the fact that the standard is not set or was not set on Wednesday, but they recognized that as a team. Not just Max Crosby, multiple players that met with the media following practice realized, yeah, we weren't out there participating the way that we were supposed to. So Max Crosby, he was one of those guys that met with the media. Here's one of his sound bites, and I just got a couple from him. This one is on the team responding late in practice after he basically tried to get everybody fired up. Yeah, you know, every single day, it's uh, you got an opportunity to get better. Um, there's no staying the same. So you get better, you get worse. So... For me, you know, I try to bring that, that juice. You know, I not try. I, I bring that juice every single day. 
um, and I want my teammates to feel that. Um, and if I got to go out there and, you know, <laughs> take matters in my own hands, it's, you know, I, I could do it in a different way. So uh, that's what I try to do, you know, no matter what. Um, I try to be the light, try to be the example in every single way I can. So there's Crosby, happy that the team responded late, but obviously doesn't want to wait till late for the team to respond. They want to go out there and they have a certain standard. And it's something that Crosby's mentioned multiple times. Marcus Peters has mentioned it multiple times. There's a standard. And the standard is set. When Marcus Peters signed his contract, he only had a couple words for Raider Nation when Raiders.com was videoing him after he signed the deal. And, you know, he said, it's a new standard in town. And so, you know, that's what everyone says. You know, coaches, whenever they take over, we're going to change the culture. We're going to change the culture. This sounds like not only is the coaches, front office, and everyone changing the culture, but the players are making sure that the culture has changed as well. So here's Max Crosby on being unhappy with the team that weren't playing up to the standard and what exactly is the standard. Yeah, no question. The standard is you show up and get better. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You know, for me, I, I, as a leader, you know, it's unacceptable. You see guys, you know, not being at their best, but there's an opportunity tomorrow to get better. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to everybody getting out there and getting better. So, again, Max Crosby disappointed because his team didn't live up to the standard. He knows one speed all the time. That's 100 miles an hour. He wants to get better. He wants to grind. He wants to work, right? And that's what he does. And so that's that's a positive that, again, these guys recognized it. It didn't take the coaches to come in and say, hey, man, you guys weren't out there performing. You guys uh, look like you were sleepwalking. You guys didn't give maximum energy for these guys or effort. For these guys to recognize it on their own, and I don't want to – get too high on this team just yet because it's still training camp. It's still preseason. We haven't seen a regular season game, so we don't know what they're going to look like. But man, a lot of the signs along the way just make me feel like this team is trending in the right direction. What does that mean exactly? Does that mean there are going to be a 9, 10, 11 win team? No, but it just seems like they're putting good habits in front of them. They're building something the right way where this team expects more from themselves. And that's something that I can't say this team has been about for a year in and year out, right? They need to expect the most out of themselves and expect excellence. Whether they say commitment to excellence, they need to expect a commitment to excellence each time they take the field. So here's the final soundbite I have from Mad Max Crosby. And it's just a question about does he get up more for joint practices? I'm the same guy every single day. Every time I come in here, I come to get better. So, uh, yeah, some days you're going to feel some days you're going to feel great. Um, it is what it is. You got to get better and find ways to improve. You know, that's those are the days you get better when you don't feel like you want to go. When you don't feel, you know, when you're feeling bad for yourself, that's when you really got to, you know, go to that dark place. So uh, for me, you know, I, no matter what it is, I'm, I'm trying to get to that place no matter what um, and just bring my teammates with me. I love what he said there that he's just the same guy all the time. And that's really ha who you have to be. You can't be that guy that, you know, is, is like a roller coaster, right? He's a, he's a 10 at some point, gets down to a three, then goes back up to an eight and goes up, you know, goes back down to a four, then comes back up to a nine, gets back down to a two, right? You can't, you can't be a roller coaster, man. You got to be steady Eddie, right? So if you're looking and watching on YouTube, I got my, you know, I got my hand just kind of at a level spot. Coaches prefer, even if you're only going to be a seven, just be a seven consistently. They want to know what they're going to get from you consistently. And that's how all walks of life should be when it comes to business, right? You want your employees. If you, if you are a manager of people, you want them, you want to know what you're going to get from them all the time. Right. If you're going to get a guy that's going to be great one day and then bad the next day, that's not the guy you want. You rather have the guy that may never be a 10, but is like a seven all the time. Hey, I know I'm going to get, you know, 70 percent effort. I'm going to get, you know, a 70 percent completion rate or whatever the case is. You want that steady Eddie guy as opposed to the one that rides like a roller coaster because that will never get it done. But I love the fact that there, there seems to be a standard that really is set. 
right? It's easy for people to say that. It's easy for players and coaches to talk about culture and standards and this, that, and the other. It's almost like new coach 101 or player trying to be a leader 101. But this just feels different. Again, I don't want to get too high. I don't want to get too low. I want to be steady Yeti, right? I want to I want to be right there in the middle or a little bit above the middle, right? Not at a five, but really at a seven and hope that the Raiders are doing the same thing. It just seems to be something different about this team. Again, there's still a long ways to go before the season starts. They still have two more preseason games and plenty of practices, so they've got a lot of work to do. But knowing that you could take a lackluster practice, the players themselves recognize it. They can go into the film room, look at it, and say, hey, what was this? What were we doing? This is not Raider football. And know that that is a good thing. I, I, I'll take that from a bad practice. It's like when I do a bad show. I know when I do a bad show. And please believe, Raider Nation, I do bad shows at times. And I get very mad at myself. And I say, hey, that was a bad show. That is not a cute show. That can't happen. What did I do? Why did that show come out wrong? Why did it, you know, why did I mess up like I messed up? Or why didn't I express my feelings the right way? What was, what was going on me? Was I not focused? You know, and so I can do that. I can break my own self down. For the players to understand that this is not our standard. This is not what we do. This is not good enough. That is a good thing. That's a positive. That's only going to make this team better. So that makes me fired up. Like I got a lot of things I want to see from this team today and hear that this team did today, but I'm not even going to express them. I'm just going to let it roll out and see how they respond. I think this is a good teaching moment, right? A learning, a learning lesson. How do they respond to a bad day? Do they stack bad days or do they clear that, put it behind them and come back with a strong day? That's what I'm most intrigued by. How do they respond to a bad day of practice? And it wasn't an awful day. It just wasn't the standard that we've seen and heard as of late. How do the Raiders respond to what they did on Wednesday? Can they build off of that and put that as a one-off instead of, well, all of a sudden they're consistently bad again, right? You want to see them bounce back from that. And that's what I'm hoping to see and hear from today's practice. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. This is the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight after that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. We'll start off with a text today. Normally, we start out with calls. We'll go with a text. This text comes from John from the South Bay in L.A. Hey, Q, you've mentioned a lot how winning will get more Raider fans to fill Legion Stadium to give us a better home field advantage. You pointed to the Golden Knights and the Aces as examples in Vegas that fans would go if you build a winner. But now that you've been there a while, what is your sense of how strong the fan base is in Las Vegas for the Raiders? Not counting Oakland or Los Angeles or anywhere else, is it slowly building? Is it strong? Do the Raiders need to do more both on and off the field? Also, if you could, and since Raider Nation is a family, if you can give a little shout-out to the NFL flag, South Bay Raiders, we just won the Junior Division Championship this past weekend. We not only grew our fan base, which wasn't really the intention, but a bunch of great, hardworking 10-year-olds put in the work to win it all. We went from 0-7 a few seasons ago to winning it all in convincing fashion. I couldn't be more proud of this group of kids and families in the community. If we could get come together and turn it around, so can the NFL Las Vegas Raiders. That's John from South Bay in L.A. And congratulations. Congratulations and 
congratulations. That's awesome, man. The NFL flag, South Bay Raiders, shout out to you. Congratulations on winning that uh, junior division championship. And, yeah, you're right. If they can do it, uh, the Raiders can do it, right? I mean, anybody can go from being a bad team to being a good team. You just got to have the right players in place, the right coaches in place, and the right mindset in place. So hopefully that's what the Raiders, uh, the NFL Raiders, are getting to. As far as, you know, winning in Las Vegas, that's the thing. If you don't win in Las Vegas, they're not going to go. That's simple. There's just too much stuff to do here in Las Vegas. So, you know, the Aces are winners. You see the Aces packed out their uh, Michelob Ultra Arena. The Golden Knights, they just won the Stanley Cup. They're packed out. When they weren't winning, when they didn't make the playoffs a year ago, uh, there was, you know, tickets were, were being sold left and right, right? And opposing fans were filling up uh, T-Mobile Arena, and people were booing the Golden Knights. They were so mad at them. And then all of a sudden, boom, they bounced back. So as far as the Raiders are concerned, yeah, the fan base is growing, but it, it, it needs to see more winning, when they won that Week 18 game against the Chargers and found their way to the playoffs, this city was buzzing. It was really buzzing with Raider fans because, okay, that's what they needed to see what this team could really be. But then they turned into the 2022 season, and, well, we all know how that shook out. And so, uh, yeah, again, and it's not, it's not right. It's not, you know, the exact definition of diehard fans. But if you're not winning in Vegas, there's just too much to do as opposed to going sitting in a stadium for three, three and a half hours, spending a whole lot of money to watch the team lose, spend, you know, sell your tickets, go somewhere else, go to a show, go do this, that, and the other, and have a good time and come away with the profit. That's just how it's going to be. So the Raiders on the field have to do more winning. Off the field, they're doing great in the community. The community recognizes them as, as a, an organization that does a lot. So that's, that's not the problem. But they do need to continue to win or start winning on a consistent basis. And on top of that, they need to show and, and, and continue to teach the new Raider fans here in Vegas what you know Raider football is all about. Continue to share the message. And that's why I love being on Raider Nation Radio 920 and hope to start continuing, I should say, to ex- uh, educate you know the new Raider fans here in Las Vegas. It's going to take a while. It's not going to be overnight. It's only been a couple of years since they've been here. And the first year, it was the pandemic, so there was no fans in Allegiant Stadium. But winning cures all is the best deodorant. I say it all the time. The Raiders start winning convincingly and consistently. The fans will be there. And, uh, and it'll be the local fans as well. So thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. And congratulations again. Up next, got a call from Jay Peasy in the 209. He's calling to talk about quarterback Aiden O'Connell and why he thought the Raiders had something with them when he saw him originally. Here he is, Jay Peasy in the 209. Yo, what's up, Q? It's your boy Jay Peasy from the 209. Uh, just calling about young Aiden, man. And Dude, I called in a few weeks ago and I told you, I think we got something special with this guy. I don't know what it is, but it's just his calm, cool, and collectiveness, like, you know, honestly, what really, what really made me say, oh, I think we got something special, there's a picture of Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young, all the three of them right there, top quarterbacks that everybody wanted, and then there's young Aiden right there, looking like some guy off Super Troopers or something like that, like, he just... It's just perfect. Like, you can bring up this image 20 years from now and be like, damn, like, who would have thought? Like, I don't know. It's just something that, like, when I saw that picture, I was like, wow, I think we got it. I think uh, Ziegler and McDaniel snagged the best quarterback in that draft. Now, obviously, we're all overreacting. It's one game, one game, and I'm honestly overreacting, too. I want to see more of this guy. But, man, did he put on, like, not a show, but he just – 
Steve kind of made everybody look like he made McDaniel's and Dave Ziegler look like, yeah, they know what they're doing, and I trust them simply off that pick. That's all I got to say. Peace out to you. Thanks for the call, my man. I liked what I saw from Aiden for sure. Uh, I was surprised by what I saw. I'm not going to put it out there that I wasn't. It was a pleasant surprise. You know, now I just want to see more. I was hoping that he would get more run uh, this, uh, you know, in, in joint practice number one against the Rams. Maybe he'll get some more today. Not too sure, but, you know, I do like what I see from him at the very end of the day. I'm sure we'll see a lot of them come Saturday during the game against the Rams. And according to about the mustache, when Coach McDaniels met with them at the combine, they told him they had to get rid of the mustache. Him and Dave Ziegler, I guess they got a good laugh out of him. Got to get rid of the mustache. But he uh, he said he's been rocking with it for like 18 weeks or however long. Like that thing meant something to him. So he's holding on to it. If he really does become something, and I, I was talking about it on my radio show on Wednesday, if Minshew Mania became something, please believe Aiden O'Connell and that mustache can become something. Right? <laughs> so... We'll see, but he's got to go out there and make a name for himself before the mustache makes a name for itself, if you know what I mean. But thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. Got time for a couple more. We got a text from 661 Raiders. Say, what's up, Q? Silver and black hole from the 661 here. I'll keep it short and sweet. As Al Davis once said, I think this that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. And we did that. In the opening drive against the Niners, our D set the tone and let them – no, not today. I believe our defense has turned the corner and will not be the weakness, but our strength. Raiders are going to get back to striking fear into our opponents. Just win, baby. That's a text from uh, Silver and Black Hole from the 661. And that's the thing, man. Uh, you know, and someone pointed that out to me on Monday on my radio show that what Al Davis said about, you know, the quarterback must go down, must go down hard. They got to trade Lance twice in the first three plays. If the Raiders could start putting pressure on quarterbacks, opposing quarterbacks consistently like that, yeah, then all of a sudden, that, that defense, that, that makes things go a lot better. And you think about it, you hit the quarterback a couple times early in the game. I don't care who you are, and this is what Donald Penn told me uh, post game. Q, if you get to the quarterback like that and hit him early in the game, I don't care what quarterback it is in the league, they're going to think about it. So that's why the quarterback must go down and must go down hard early. You don't want them to get too comfortable. Rattle them a little bit. Let them think about it. Let them know. Hey, this guy is coming screaming off the edge. I better get rid of the ball. This guy is coming screaming up the middle. I better get rid of the ball. Or, you know, force him into some bad plays. So you're absolutely right about that. Hopefully we continue to see that pressure on the quarterback. Final call for the show today, Raider Ed in the OC. He's calling to shout out the podcast. Shout out my man Ari. Also shares his feelings on the season, what his mood is on the team, and has a question for me about the game day broadcast. Here he is, Raider Ed in the OC. Hey, what's up, Q? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Ed from OC, from Orange County. Um, Shout-outs to Raider Nation. Um, Shout-outs to you, Q. Just want to say thank you so much for for everything you do, brother, Uh, everything you do for Raider Nation. Um, I still listen to your podcast every day. It's my first listen. I listen to your podcast while I'm working out. it's a, it's a definitely a, a daily listen. Um, thank you so much for everything you do, Q, uh, for us. Um, as always, I'm very happy for all your success. Um, I want to also say uh, happy belated birthday to Ari. Um, much love, Ari. Um, also, thank you so much, Ari, for everything you do for us as well. Um, Q, Raider Nation. Um, very optimistic, very positive about this season. Um, I'm right there with you, Q. 
I'm just very excited, very happy that football is back, that we get to see Raiders football. Um, I'm, I'm definitely optimistic, and um, I'm just very excited. Um, Q, I, I want to ask you a question. Um, are we going to see you on the pregame shows um, more often? Um, because I really enjoy listening to you uh, before the games like I did uh, this past weekend. Um, just want to just wanna get that info. Um, if, if you're going to be calling more of the pregame shows, I uh, would love to see that happen. Um, all right, Raider Nation, Q, um, take care. Um, have a great week, and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy this, re- uh, this season of uh, Raiders football. Okay, bye. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you, and thanks for the kind words. And, yeah, I mean, I feel pretty excited about the season as well. I want to see more before I get too high on it. But, you know, just from what I've been seeing in training camp, what I've been obviously seeing in the preseason game against the 49ers, and how I believe this team is continuing to try to build itself, it is something to get excited about. So hopefully everything continues to trend in the right direction. As far as the pregame and postgame show, I'll be on it this Saturday. For the Rams game, I'll be at Raiders HQ. JT is going to be on the radio call. Him, Lincoln Kennedy, and Eric Allen. So that's why I'm doing the pre and the post game show. JT has been doing the uh, the ra- the radio call while Jason Horowitz has been doing the TV call. So this week against the Rams and next week against the Cowboys, uh, I'll do the pre and the post game show both from Raiders HQ. And then JT will be back for the pre and the post game show during the regular season. And for home games, I'll be doing the pre pre show, which is the three hours before kickoff. It'll be one hour before JT and Eric Allen take over. Uh, I'll do like a, like I said, a little warm up show, a pre pre show. And then I'll pass the sticks on to JT and Eric Allen two hours before broadcast. That leads you right up to broadcast and kickoff, but that's only on home games. And that'll come to you from Allegiant stadium, Coors light landing right next to the torch. So there's that. So that's kind of the, the latest and the greatest when it comes to the broadcast. Thanks for the kind words, though. I do appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, hopefully this thing continues to roll, man. And, 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 you know, the Raiders get to the regular season, and they surprise a lot of people. I would love to be able to talk about that throughout the course of the 2023 season. So that's all I got for you on today's show, Raider Nation. The Raiders will be back in practice today, day two of joint practices versus the Rams, and they'll be off. And then, of course, Saturday will be the game. Coming to you live from L.A. at SoFi Stadium. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.